greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this podcast. We've been offering these online acts of worship every week since the first lockdown began, almost a year ago now. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. We've kept a candle burning here on the altar each day since the very start of that first lockdown as a sign of hope, even when our doors have been closed. And we think about you and give thanks for you each day when it is lit. Do please leave a comment or a like as you listen to our service. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. Now, may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins.
may I welcome you very warmly to St. Bride's to this service of choral evensong on this, the third Sunday of Lent. You can find a full order of service for this act of worship on the Listen Online page on our website. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament reading is taken from Exodus chapter 5, beginning at the first verse. And afterward Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labour therein, and let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out, and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get you straw where ye can find it, yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making both brick, both yesterday and today, as heretofore? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants, and they say to us, Make brick, and behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. But he said, Ye are idle, ye are idle, therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work. For there shall no straw be given you, yet shall ye deliver the tale of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case, after it was said, Ye shall not minish aught from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way, as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because ye have made our saviour to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants, to put a sword in their hand to slay us. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Then the Lord said unto Moses, 
Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh: for with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. To God.
The New Testament reading is taken from Philippians chapter 3, beginning at the fourth verse. If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gain to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. And being found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Thank you. 
Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Tomorrow, the 8th of March, is the day on which the Church of England commemorates a Victorian clergyman who is particularly close to my own heart, for reasons that I shall come on to explain. His name was Edward King. King was born in London in 1829, and he had about as much clerical blood coursing through his veins as it was possible to have. His father was the Archdeacon of Rochester and his grandfather, the Bishop of Rochester. After studying at Oxford, he was ordained in 1854, and Edward King was then appointed chaplain and subsequently principal of Cudston, the theological college where I myself trained for the ordained ministry about 130 years later. He was revered for his holiness of life and for his wise counsel. And he not only had a huge influence on the ordinance of his own day, but strange though it may seem, I myself was always very conscious of his legacy while I was training. It was as if the building itself had soaked up something of his life of prayer. The college now has a wonderful new chapel opened just a few years ago that bears his name. Edward, Edward King went on to spend a dozen years as a professor of theology in Oxford before being consecrated Bishop of Lincoln in 1885, where he earned a reputation for being a profoundly prayerful, pastoral, and compassionate bishop to all in his charge, clergy and laity alike. King was not uncontroversial, however, particularly for his advocacy of Catholic principles in ritual. Indeed, he had to fight prosecution under the Public Worship Regulation Act of 1874. Just to give you an idea of the kind of shocking practices he was advocating, they included the wearing of Eucharistic vestments, such as chasubles and stoles, the use of candles, using wafers and mixing water into wine at communion, all of which are practices that we do absolutely routinely here at St. Bride's uh, every Sunday during normal times without even thinking about it. But for me, it was a lasting sense of his wisdom and his gentleness and his prayerfulness that was to have a particularly lasting impact upon me. And for that reason, I'd like to leave you with some words from the man himself. What I'm about to read you is an extract from a sermon that Edward King preached in 1893 on a text from Psalm 18. The phrase he is preaching on is, Thy gentleness hath made me great. And I offer you these, his words, partly for the insight that they give us into the soul of that extraordinary, prayerful man, but also for their inherent wisdom. 
so much of his message is still pertinent to the church of today and to the people we seek to serve, as well as the context in which we strive to do that. But also his words about the virtues of gentleness and patience are perhaps rather appropriate during this season of Lent. Edward King wrote this. With the resolve to stand firm and true in the defence of God's truth, remember that the lesson of gentleness implies patience and long-suffering and waiting for God's good time and for one another. The progress, thank God, of the Church of England has been wonderful in the last 50 years. There is indeed much yet to be done, many prejudices to be put aside, much ignorance to be enlightened, much indifference to be awakened. But we need to remember the words of our text, thy gentleness hath made me great. God has waited patiently for us and brought us up to where we are. Let us try to do to others as God has done to us and by gentleness to lead them on and make them great. While there is life, there is hope. The penitent thief was accepted at the 11th hour. The grace of God is as strong today as then. Even the end of a wasted life God will not reject if it be offered with a contrite heart, with true faith in the power of the Saviour's blood. Let all impatience then, all harsh judgments of others, all self-seeking be put aside and all love of power and the desire to be first. Rather, let us strive to take the lower place in honour preferring one another. Then, when all is over and we are set down at the supper of the Lamb, and the bridegroom comes in to see the guests, and the great reversal of human judgments shall take place, and the first shall be last, and the last first. May we hope to hear his voice saying to us, Friend, come up higher. Meanwhile, let patience have her perfect work and let gentleness be the characteristic of your strength. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord, you come to your temple with zeal and indignation. Come to your church, drive from it all false piety and misguided priorities. May our words, thoughts and deeds be acceptable in your sight. We ask for your blessing on the leaders of your holy churches, and especially on Justin and Stephen, our archbishops, Sarah, our bishop, Alison, our rector. We pray also today for the Anglican province of Congo and for Massimango Katanda, Archbishop and Bishop of Kindu. Also for the church in Karlstad, Sweden, and for Soren Delevi, Bishop. In our own diocese, we pray for the Westminster St. Marlebone Deanery, for Claire Dowding, Area Dean, and for the Deanery Synod and its staff. Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Lord, you come to places of power, and some are affronted at your audacity. Open the hearts of all in leadership to the challenge of your kingdom. Revive us in your justice. We ask for your blessing on the leaders of this and every nation. Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. Lord, you come to traders with a vision that extends beyond profit. Keep us mindful of the social and environmental impacts of all that we buy and sell. Balance all our trading with your fairness and equity. We pray for all at this time who suffer financial hardship. We pray for those who bring them relief. And we continue to pray for journalists around the world. Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. Lord, you strengthen the weak and give courage to the faint of heart. Be with all whose endurance is being tested to its limits. Restore our hope in your loving presence. We remember before you, especially all those in our parish community who are in need at this time, and any others known to us. Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. Lord, you come with the promise of your resurrection. Give comfort and hope to all who mourn. Bring us to new life with you. We pray for the repose of the soul of all those recently departed and for those whose year's mind comes at this time. 
Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. Lord, you come to our lives with compassion and searching judgment. In our frailty, give us time to reflect on what is amiss and in repentance to, to seek your restoring grace. Create in us a fitting dwelling place for your glory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear, hear our, prayer. our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the for sake, the sake of, thy of thy Son, our Saviour, Savior, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding 
keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you all.